We all carry unique histories and unseen feelings that, if acknowledged, might help us to bridge our differences. Welcome to Sidewalk Ghosts with Richard Radstone. Short, open-hearted stories that reveal the wisdom and vulnerabilities of unique strangers and confirm just how much our individual influence has upon the world we share. I take these like two pills and then it was time for chemo. And the chemo was oh, horrible. I had to drink it. Oh, I'm gonna throw up from remembering. <laughs> it tasted horrible. All the worst things that you could taste. And I would have horrible stomach aches. And that one day I had a really bad stomach ache and I was just laying on my mom's bed and I decided to quit chemo. I'm like, mom, she's walking on the bathroom. Then I just said, I'm done. In the book of Parrot's Worst Nightmares, the loss of a child has to rank chapter one. And as her immune system shut down, as she bore the agony of a fibula removal, and as she withstood almost two years of chemo, they looked beyond the diagnosis of relapsed cancer. I'm done, she said as she rejected the idea of a leg amputation, even dreamt past the less than positive test results of her tumor samples. Yet through the eyes of innocence, she stared directly into the face of a ruthless killer. Jagger is her name, and even though she is only nine, her courage and conviction has the reach to ground the hearts beating within each of us. One of the things that I realized during my treatment, I just realized to love the cancer. I'm like, no, just leave. I still love you though. You served a purpose in my life, but it's time for you to go. So I just learned to love the cancer for that amount of time. And then it just started to fade away. Cause the more hate that you put on it, the bigger it grows. Cause it just feeds on like madness and just bad energy and sugar. <laughs> In the background, and by her side, you hear the laughter of Jagger's mother, Christy. Yet, if you listen carefully, you can sense her tears of relief and trust. A let go that, credited to the love and spirit Jagger so peacefully exudes, lives to carry her forward to this day. Christy explains. Jagger's got a really strong will, and when she decides something, you don't look back. She just knows it, and she moves forward. She was like, mom, I will not go back there. I will not. That doesn't mean she's not open to conversation, but um, her mind is made up. And that was after a lot of her feeling that way for a long time, not wanting to go back and giving more and giving more of herself until she was so sure of it. No, I'm done. This isn't helping me anymore. She didn't look back after that. She would call me out on it if I would start to get nervous. I remember one day I was feeding her vitamins and I'm making her smoothies and I'm just like, okay, no sugar this. And I'm trying to make up that now she's not doing chemo. I've got to make up for that. And she's like, mom, do you not believe that I'm healed? You're just doing all these crazy things still. And I was like, I am. It's just as bad as being like, I'm not trusting. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Jagger. And I saw myself just running on a treadmill 
and I couldn't get off. I was like a hamster. Some might criticize a mother's decision to go against the doctor's advice, have a hard time accepting a child's reasoning to stop recommended treatment, to trust the I will not go back there line in the sand drawn by a loving daughter, but living at the center of it all he sat, a presence who core to all that they believe, reached out to extend an ultimate answer. I, I spend a lot of time in the in nature and I had what I call a um, a vision of myself with God and I started taking all of my questions to him and he would just sit with me at this tree and all of the burdens and fears that I had I would take to him and he would sit and tell me the truth and I would just ask him every morning for the truth and he he told me he said the chemo is not helping your daughter it's killing her I'm the only thing the only thing that can heal her and you need to walk away. And I said, can't we just do both? Can't I just have her do the chemo just as backup insurance and have you do the miracle? And he said, no, you need to have the faith and just walk away. And he's like, I have your daughter. And I remember one day she was so sick and she was nothing but skin and bones. And I remember taking her to the tree in my mind and handing her to Jesus. And he just took her and the way he held her, I was on my knees in tears and so grateful that he was the one that was holding her, that it wasn't my responsibility to figure it out, that he knew and that all I had to do is just show up to the tree and he would carry the burden. She received the same intuition and the same answer to her prayers that God was the one that was going to heal her. Yes, they simplified it by calling it a hamster wheel in turn loving a beast called Ewing Sarcoma, a strangely welcomed visitor whom taking home within her bones threatened to take away the life of a pure little girl, all the while a mother comforting as she looked into the pained and smiling face of a precious daughter who, just like many, played with her little sister and jumped on the trampoline with her big brothers. But as they shared their story with me, again at the center he sat, the divine peace who guided their every footstep and as she listened to the words he advised to just love your daughter, the miracles began to unfold. A few months after she quit treatment, they wanted to do some scans and see if, you know, there'd been a lot of spreading of the disease. She's like, I don't want to get scanned, mom. I've scanned my own body. I'm fine. And I was nervous about that. So I went to Jesus again at the tree and I said, she doesn't want to be scanned. He handed me this blank piece of paper. This is happening in vision at the tree. And, and I said, is this her scan? And he said, yes. I said, but it's blank. It's clear. And he's like, yes. And I said, but there's only one piece of paper. Does that mean she only needs to do the first scan? He said, go do the first scan and take that as your answer. And you don't need to go the next day. So we went, she did the first scan of her knee and it was fine. And then, um, the doctors called the next morning, like, her knee looks good, but we'll see her later this afternoon for the full body PET scan to see if it's spread anywhere else. And I said, actually, she woke up and went to golf camp today. She doesn't want the scan. And that was the last time she was And then on the second day of golf camp, they said I was clear and I didn't have to do treatment anymore. Well, that was just that they saw your knee. You never did the full scan. You chose not to do treatment. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to come back, yeah. 
Perhaps Jagger is just one of the lucky ones. A question that is all so personal for each of us to answer. Even more difficult for those families who have lost the fight. A truth that, in the heart of this author, is difficult to address. So in this admission, I'll point back to the heart of a brave little girl in reciting a poem she wrote. One that she wishes to credit to a friend lost to leukemia. She calls it Alley Song. If you were lost, I would come for you. I would suffer just for you. You are as bright as the moon. I know that you will survive. I know it. I pray for you every night and every day. You are as free as a bird that flies free over the ocean and over islands. I know you will survive. I know it. With a tear in my eye, I look at Christy as she kicks in. The, the light always outshines the darkness. It will guide you to truth of how to make any decision. And also I've learned that the less needs that I have, the more in truth I am. If I need my daughter to live, if I need my daughter not to suffer, if I need my daughter to have a life like everybody else, I won't be able to connect clearly to God and see the, the clear path. I'll be so attached to those needs, I won't be able to hear, feel, or see what God is trying to teach me. And so I spent those days with God letting go of my needs, and that's how I could learn to trust Him and believe that He had my best intentions at heart. A lot of times we think we need something in order to be happy, and we're letting go of something far greater. Just have faith and trust. A warm and special thank you to Jagger and her mom, Christy. I hope their story has touched your hearts as much as it's touched mine. They asked me one thing, that I could give credit to Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake City. And to let you guys know, if you want to support the hospital in any kind of donation, please send it their way. If any of you would like to be a guest on Sidewalk Ghosts, please go to my website, sidewalkghosts.com, navigate to the podcast page, and at the bottom of that, there's a form. Just go there, tell me a little bit about yourself, and as always, I'll do all I can to get you on the show. The Patreon site's still up and running. You can get there at patreon.com forward slash sidewalk ghosts. Every little bit helps me grow this thing and to hopefully make it a weekly show. I'm also still looking for sponsors, so if you'd like to help grow Sidewalk Ghosts, please throw me an email. I'd love to talk to you. And please know that all your likes, comments, and shares go a long way in growing the reach of Sidewalk Ghosts and getting our message out to more and more people. And in that, please never forget, your individual impact truly does matter to someone else in the world.